You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. When the, there we go. When the sailors would use their oars on these boats that were transporting uh, the wheat, what would happen? We definitely know that river water went all over the boat. If they come on these small boats, do not use them. Now, if there's a question of a hefzid, you need to do your research. If you can find out from the from the whoever it was, the goy or the 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 handler, the person who was the merchant on that boat, the the agent, where the wheat was. So if the wheat was not in the lower deck, but it was somewhere on the top deck, even though it was not properly covered, you could say, well, rain and stuff coming in from the oars is not that much. But we know that people keep the wheat lower. They might not they might not tell you it was low, but the base mayor says you know that it was probably on the bottom of the boat. So that's the din, because you could assume there was definitely a certain amount that was on the bottom of the boat. So you need to ask the dealer, you need to ask the agent, look, I, I know you don't know exactly what the sailors were doing, but tell me in terms of the total amount of wheat on the boat. If you can somehow say that there was 60 times more of the stuff on top than there was on the bottom, then Bidiyevid, we can be moderate. But if not, you have to answer Bidiyevid. So it turns out, incredibly, that the sock of the Gaonim was a, actually, according to the base mayor, a fancy ship. But the ships that were in use in the 18th, 19th century, those ships were actually cheaper ships and they actually would create more problems. Okay, that this, is they didn't, it wasn't uh, supervised the, the wheat like it is today. Today we trust the Jews. It wasn't um, a, like it wasn't a type of a supervision on the wheat so, from the beginning so, to the, to the okay, end. Okay, so, so, so as, you know, as you know, the mach, it's a good question, Udi. The machmirim, we're, we're not assuming that there was a mashkiach on the boat with the wheat. We know there's a machlokas, what's considered matzah shmura. Is matzah shmura from the time the wheat was harvested or from the time the wheat was ground or was kneaded with water. So we we know that even though we try to be machmir, like the first shita, halacha lamaisa, you can be mako even according to the second one. So these were people who needed wheat uh, for matzah, and uh, they didn't have the uh, the luxury of having a shomer uh, from the shas katsira, right? They, and the wheat, they might even live in a in an area where they needed, they were dependent on wheat that was coming from boats on the water. Anyway, because of that, um, uh, that is why the Shulchan Aruch is speaking about this case. Let's go now to Siv Dalid. 
Shana Sherabu Geshamim. It was a year, and this comes from the Chuvas Arashba, a year that the farmers have told us has been a lot of rain. Now remember, they have done their harvesting, they have gotten their um their tfua, they've gotten their bundles. Okay. It got to the point that I'm just going to see if we can see who's uh, see if everybody's here. Okay, good. So even to the point that um, when we looked at some of those bundles, when we say, "Hey, what's that growing on top?" It looks like some of the uh, some of the uh, covering of the wheat has gotten wet, and it looks like there's actual growth there. Hmm. It's true, it was a lot of rain, but who says the rain actually penetrated into the kernel? Yes, there was a lot of rain and it was out in the field, but just because you saw the top layer where that was covered by the, the malbush of, 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 the, of the kernel, just because you saw that was, uh, was, was wet, that doesn't necessarily mean that um, that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is bad. That just means that the top, that's just one top layer inside in the depths of, of what was being harvested. You have no proof at all that any of that is uh, a problem. So that's why it says you don't have to worry about it. Ein choshen wustam chitim of that shona. Okay. Um, let's take a look at, um, the Mishnah Brura. He says, Um, uh, let's take a look at Sif Koton Tezvav in the Mishnah Baruch. So, Ein Choshashin, Koshen Rowan Ben Simen Chimutz. Obviously, that means you don't see anything wrong. With Vishokhan Acharov, Rov is good enough here. Rov, uh, Rov did not become Chomets. Even the ones that we saw, they were out in the rain. We say it's not a problem. Yes, the top, uh, the top bush, not the bushels, the top shibalim. That that's where where you saw it growing. That's the problem. Not in the depths and the stomach of the uh, of, of what you gathered. And even if you want to say the rain penetrated that far, who says it actually turned things chametz? Remember, whenever you have svek sveka, especially before Pesach, you can be mekel, and that's a svek sveka. Who says the water got in? And even if the water got in, who says it turned anything chametz? And then if you see from the wheat itself, not just the shibolim, that it looks bad, so even the Machabra would say, you have to do a check. Take a look and see if you have 60 Keneged. If in this big pile of wheat, you have 60 times the amount, so then you can be Mekom, before Pesach. Um, it says, When you're taking the wheat to sell, We know, you're, you, remember, people didn't travel in trucks. They traveled in open wagons. So when they were transporting the wheat, the rain would come down onto the sacks. 
those of course are usur. Because you see that the wheat has gotten all drenched. And this gets into what Udi was asking as well. The people who sell wheat to the Frum people, they're not they're not Bene They don't even care. Ki Ruben ain't a Bene And therefore, um, you, you, what you need to do, uh, you need to tell them about it, that they need to sell, you need to tell those mochrim, you want to be a, a from a guy in my community, if the rabbi needs to tell them, I want you to sell these to a, you need to sell it to a guy with the chametz. And you can't sell it to a guy early, because you don't want him turning around and selling it to another Jew like we learned a couple of days ago. Okay, let's go on to the next halacha. Uh, we have about five or six more minutes. Uh, that's Sif Hey, which is the next page. Dogon Shebemechuber. Now, normally, uh, the halacha is that rain is only a problem to make something chomets if it's already been cut from the tree, cut from the ground. Then we say it's... Hello, sim- Hello there. Who's that? Is that Jackie? Someone's okay, uh, phone needs to be muted. Okay, 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 I'm good. Okay, good. Yes, I can hear you, Jackie. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Yeah, if you have a question, you, if you have a question, you can ask. Okay. So, okay, thank you. Okay, so we're doing CPay. Doug and Sheba Mechuber. So, as I said before, Normally, of course, rain is meant to help the thing grow. And rain that comes into a uh, a plant puts water into the plant. That's not water mixing in with the wheat. That's the wheat itself. The wheat uses the water. It uses the nutrients, whatever it is from the ground. That's all part of the definition of what wheat is. It's only post the wheat is cut that the water can create a problem in terms of hummets. Okay. So here in this case, Dogan Shebemechuber, though, what are we saying? Sometimes, even while it's still technically connected to the ground, it can be a problem of chametz. The person did not go and quickly get the stuff cut. It dried up. And right now, it's technically in the ground, but nothing is really, it's not really beneficial. It's not really helping at all. So the Rash Pazloshan, which is being quoted by the Machaber, it's an Aramaic term, Kiman Dimunach Bikada Domi. It's like it's sitting in a container. So you need to be a Johnny on the spot and cut the wheat before it starts to basically, you know, start to uh, um, go bad on the vine. Um, and take a look here at the Mishnah Bura Yud Zion. Udi, it's not just that, again, again, let me explain this. There's there's two reasons why you need Shmira. What? Right, this is the Kshamim, this is the Kshamim that, in other words, let me explain it better. Let me just, let me give you the background. There's a din of matzah shmura, v'shamartem as a matzahs. That is a special din for matzah's mitzvah, the need to be matzah mishumah. 
Now, matzah mishumer is to be makayim the mitzvah chivas matzah. If it's not matzah mishumer, it's still not chomet. But you can't be makayim the mitzvah chivas matzah the first night, and we're machmer here in Chutzlor, it's on the second night. What does matzah shmura mean? It means shmira from a certain time. Machlokas. Is it shmira from ktsira or shmira mishas lisha? Even if you want to say that most Rishonim hold that Shmir Mishas Elisha, which is true, but here there's a problem, not because I won't be Makayim, my mitzvah of Ushmartem, that the mitzvah's assay of eating the matzah on the first night, there's a special din that you need to have Shmira for that. Here there's a problem of Chomet, and that would be Asr the whole week. And that's what he's saying over here. And take a look at the Sivkotan, and now it reads very beautifully. Not just for the first night. Many times in the wheat fields, wherever it is, in China, in Kansas, wherever it is, in Arkansas, wherever it is that they are cutting the wheat, they do not, they're not Johnny's on the spot. They don't go and cut it quickly. They actually wait till it gets too warm and it dries up. They're busy with other stuff. So they figure, yeah, I'll do the ketir on that tomorrow, the next day. That's the normal attitude of a farmer. So that's the reason why this is what they have, they make sure to cut it when it hasn't yet dried, when it's still got a lot of oomph to it, it hasn't yet completely ripened. And this way, there's not a chash at all that it's possibly might be an issue as well. That's that's the yisod of of of, of sif uh, sif hay. Um, okay, so that's now seven. So that is now seven fifty. Um, let's stop here for the shulchan aruch. Uh, if anybody has any questions, it's, I think it's pretty straightforward. We're going to move. I know people who aren't used to it. We're going to do the Yerushalmi now. I think you're going to find the Yerushalmi very interesting. Uh, I know, uh, Shmiel, I know that you're on here because I see Yishai's thing here. I think you're going to find the Yerushalmi interesting. Um, and um, let's try to look at it. So here we go. So uh, it's in the email that I sent you. And I'm now going, I'm doing, I'm actually doing the same as you. Here comes the Yerushalmi. All right. So it's towards the bottom of page one of what I sent you. So here we go. Um, if you go to the bottom of the page, um, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hmm. Did I, I think I messed up here. Um, you know what? Um, I messed up here. I'm sorry. Um, I actually uh, left <laughs> from yesterday's Yerushalmi is actually the first page. So I'm going to, I made a mistake here. If you have yesterday's email, that's where we should start. But I'll tell you what, since that's going to be too hard, we'll start from today, page one of the email. Uh, the Yerushalmi was talking about the fact that um, if you, uh, the Mishnah had said that if you see a place that's Nekar of Eidezora from Eretz Yisrael, you make a special bracha. That Baruch Hashem, Avodah Zorah, was taken away. 
But then the Yishalmi quoted a Brisa that said, that's the Mishnah. Then the Brisa says, what about if you see a place that the Avodah was taken away from this place, but they moved down the road to a different mega church? So you make two brachas. You make a you make a bracha about one, the place where it was taken away, and then when you see the place where it was moved, you say a bracha about a Kaddish Baruch Hu is Erech HaPayim, and a special tefillah that Lahachsir as Leiv Oivadav to the Rabbi So the Gemara says, is that what you're supposed to do? V'tachsir Leiv Ovdel Ovdecho? You're supposed to be mispale when you see Avodah Zarah in Eretz Yisrael. God, you are, you are Erech You allow the Avodah Zarah to be here. That's incredible. And please, change these people. Let them come back and do tshuva. Do we daven for people who are Ovdeh Avodah Zarah in Eretz Yisrael? Below nimtsu mispale Ovdeh Avodah Zarah? We should let them do Avodah Zarah and be killed. And Do we care about the Goyesh Do we care about the Jews who are doing Avodah Zarah in Eretz Yisrael? So the Yishalmi answers, Tani Rabbi Shmuel ben Gamliel Oimer, Af Not only in Eretz Yisrael do you want the Jews who have become Oivdei Vodazara to change. We don't write people off, the Yishalmi says. We don't say, since you're Oivdei Vodazara, you're finished. We daven for you that you should do tshuva. We don't say that you're our enemy and that we hate you. We want you to become back. We love you. We want you to come back to be an Eved Hashem. And even the Goyim. Right. So in Eretz Yisrael, it's mostly Yehudim who are doing Avodah Zarah in Eretz Yisrael. But, 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 but Yerushalmi is saying, even in Chutz Laaretz, we daven for Goyim. That the Goyim should not be over the Avodah Zarah. After Chutz Laaretz, Tzorach Lomar came. Okay. Now, there's a Pasuk in Koheles. Hey, Rabbi, I just yeah. wanted to say that disclaimer that you gave before kind of confused me. So I'm just going to let everybody know we're back on the on the text that you uh that you sent out. Right. Today's text on the Yashami page, the first page. Yes. So uh, the Yashami then quotes a Pusik for this principle. Again, this is a principle that, that you know, many people feel Judaism doesn't have, which is we don't care about <laughs> the Goyah Shevelt, we don't care about Ovidah Beit Zara, uh, there's enemies, we don't give a darn about them. The Yishalmi actually quotes a Posik and Kaheles in Perik Tes. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I have the Chumash, the, the Posik in front of me, so I want to read it correctly. The Posik talked about, and you think about, I'm going to read you a little bit before that Posik. Um, that's the way things are. Everything in the planet is terrible. Everything, it's one, all bad stuff will happen to everybody. People are all terrible wherever you go. All they care about is stupidity and foolishness is in their hearts. And where are they going? They're just going to die. This is Kohelis's uh, attitude. Kimi Asher, and this is the Pasuk we're quoting now in the Yishami. Kimi Asher, there's a Kri and a Ksiv. It says, Mi Asher Yivchar, that's the Ksiv, and the Kri is Yichubar. El Kolachayim Yesh Bitochon. That's not true. If you are connected to life, there's hope that you can change. Ki Lechkelev Chai Hutov Mena Aryeh Hames. 
it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. And that's what the Yerushalmi is quoting here now as well, that Pusik. If you're connected to life, but it says if you choose. So in other words, you can choose to be connected to life. You can change your choices. And now, even though you were over the Vodazara and you did all those terrible things, you can be a different person. And the Goyim can change, and the Jews in Eretz Yisrael can change. And that's what we have to believe in. And that's what we have to daven in. Okay? Um, that's another good read. That the Pneumatia actually says what Jackie says. The Pneumatia says that we're hoping that they're going to come, they're going to be Megayer. That the Goyim in Eretz, the Goyim in Chutzlaretz are going to become like Jews. I'm not even, I'm not going as far as that. Let them only believe in Shem and Mrs. B'nai Noach. But the point is, we don't give up on anybody. We don't give up on anyone. That's what Yerushalmi is teaching us. Uh, we're on page one of the Yerushalmi caller four. So, once he's dead, there's nothing. As long as he's alive, we're going to do what we can to help him and to bring him back to God. My timer. Three things you need to say every day. First one is Baruch Shalei Asani Goy. Okay, here's a non political correct thing. I don't have a good way to explain this. The Yishami just said something very embracing about the non-Jewish world. Now we're saying, we make a bracha, we're not a goy. Because a goy doesn't seem to count. I don't, I can't explain this in any politically correct fashion. Maybe, you know, you can try on your own, but it was definitely, and again, it doesn't mean everybody in the Yishami held that way. Uh, Rav Yehuda said it. It was a brice of Rav Yehuda. It could be not everybody would agree to it. Anyway, but we do make this bracha every day, because a goy is like nothing. Next. It's a good thing my daughter's not here for what's coming up. Baruch Shalasani Bur. Baruch Hashem. Where is it? I'm sorry. Okay, it's, it's the, on the first page of the Yerushalmi. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, the 12th line of page 1 of the Yerushalmi of today's, uh, what I sent you. Okay. okay, so let's go over it one more time. So you make a bracha shalosani goi, then you make a bracha shalosani boor. Now, we don't make this bracha anymore, but it's mentioned in the Babli and in the, and in the Yerushalmi. And it means, Baruch Hashem, you're not an Amoritz. Baruch Hashem, you went to a day school. Baruch Hashem, you had people teaching you. Baruch Hashem, you know about Torah. Baruch Hashem, you know, and not everybody has that. There's so many people among us of our people that weren't. So obviously, if you are lucky enough to have been raised from or gone to a Jewish school or whatever it is, or you went to the right yeshivas and, and you were able to, 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 to know something in learning, and you know what learning is, you make a bracha. Baruch Hashem, that I had those chances. My parents were smart enough to send me to yeshiva. I, I, I met the right person. I met the, I met Mayor Schuster at the Kosa, whatever it is. Somehow I'm not a boor anymore. And I now, I know, I'm not, not a big Talmud Chacham, but I'm not a boor. 
<laughs> I understand what I don't know. I know to ask a Shiloh. I don't think I'm the smartest guy in the world and nobody can teach me anything. That's what a boor is. So you make a bracha that you're not a boor. I don't want to say that there are a lot of examples of burim around, but uh, there are. Next. Um, why? Because a boor cannot really be from. He, he doesn't understand what mitzvahs and averas are, so he can't really be makbed on those things. Because women don't have the same mitzvahs we do. We've got more chiyuvim to do. We make a bracha that we have more chances to serve their banner show. Again, okay, Jackie, that's true. But there's even a more fundamental reason. <laughs> In other words, when it comes to a woman, you have to say this reason because a woman is obviously can be great. But the greatest woman, Batsheva Kanyevsky, Bruria, Yalta, any of the great women of Klal Yisrael, they didn't have the same mitzvahs that every man does. A man has more mitzvahs to do, so we make a bracha that we have the chance to do all these mitzvahs. Again, there's a lot of, uh, I call it apologetic interpretations of Shamshun of Hirsch and others say that women are on a higher madrega, uh, and spiritually in some way. And they don't need all the mitzvahs that we do to correct us. We're wild, and we don't have the mitzvahs guarding us and guiding us. Uh, we, you know, are, are worse. You know, our animal hound dog natures would come out. So, this is the Gemara that we make this bracha every day. Amr of Acha, kimi chubar What does that mean? As long as you're connected to life. Now, we talked about they're pretty bad, but there's worse. The people who want to destroy the Beis HaMikdosh, they're people who, who don't believe in what we believe in, and they've chosen something else. Then you have enemies who want to destroy the Beis HaMikdosh, destroy the Shechina. They hate, they hate it. But even the Jews, the Jews who want to do whatever they can. There are some people that say one of the reasons why in Purim they they went to the Suda of Achashverosh, it was considered so terrible, was because the Suda revealed itself to be basically a celebration of the Horbin. Once, if you are, if you don't care about God being in this world, you you don't want the Jewish God to be in this world. You're an enemy to that idea. <laughs> that's the type of thing that you could actually, that's almost the worst thing you can be. Rav Acha says, even such a person, there's hope he can change. But look what it says. You can't do kirif to such a person. Why? Look where they are. They're trying to destroy the base of You get me makar then. So where are they? Somebody who in their life was an enemy to the idea of Shechina, an enemy to the idea of the Mishkan, tried to do whatever he can, that there shouldn't be a Beis HaMikdash, there shouldn't be this Jewish presence. Oh, but he tried to do Tshuva. So he sort of gets a middle ground. He doesn't get, uh, what sort of does he get, the Yashalmi says? They have a good sleep forever, but they don't wake up. Which means what? <laughs> Which means they don't get up and have a big Olam Haba, but they don't get up and have Gehenim either. So they basically have a good sleep forever, and that's the best they can ever get. 
Rabbanon, the Kesron Amre, Ketani Goyim. What about the Goyim who were the children, the teenagers, the ones that didn't have much of a decision making? The Katne Goyim, the ones that were, that were young. What about the ones, the, the, the soldiers? Yes, they were destroying the Beis HaMikdash, but they didn't have much of a choice. They were given a, 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 a bayonet or whatever they were given. They had to go and, 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 and destroy. So those people, they don't get Olam Haba, but they also don't get Gehenim. Excuse me. Excuse me. Of Yishnu Shnas Olam, but Lo Yakitsu. So those are similar. Now we go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says when you the, the Mishnah and Brachos that this is talking about is talking about making special Brachos when you see important things. The first wide line of page one. Over Lufnei Bate Avodazara Omer Beit Geyim Yesiach Hashem, meaning God should uproot this house. Rabbi Yosi Berabun B'Shem Rablevi. This is another example of using um, uh, negative bathroom imagery about Avodah Zarah. In other words, instead of Mizavchin, they changed the chest of the Lamed. You know what Zevel is, of course, is fertilizer. So that's what we say when you see them being Mizavel to Avodah Zarah. Again, this is like saying Avodah Givulim. Avodah Givulim is fecal material, direct. That's what Zebel is as well. So you see them doing Avodah Zorah. You say, Zaveach lohim yechorim. Harayas akushi. Right? Maybe with the, um, yeah. Again, this was in the time that people didn't see so many black people. It was, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't in America where we brought all these Kushima slaves and they became, you know, such a great amount of the population. This was in Eretz Yisrael where you, you didn't see so many Kushim. So, Vesagichor, very red person, Esalavkan, very white person, Kipeach, yes. yeah, somebody has a point? Mishana Briot, yes. We're getting to it. All these, Kipeach is somebody like a minute bull. He's super tall, but he, he's not able to hold, Rashi says he's not, in Brochus, he's not able to hold his height. He's like very tall, but he's sort of so bent over. Nanas is the opposite. You say Baruch Mishanes Abrios. Es Hakitua Vesasum Vesmuchashkin Omer Baruch Dayan Emes. Now, Masnisin Keshu Shleim Minishtanu. When is it that you say Dayan Emes? When they started out not blind, they became blind. They started out not. Well, they met right. In other words, the assumption is is that if they were born not blind, they became blind, God was punishing them. So we say, God is a just God. Baruch Dayan Amet. Okay, so good question, Jackie. Jackie is saying, why do we say the same bracha when we see an amputee as we see somebody who, when we hear someone has died? The answer is, they're both very difficult for someone to be an amputee or to become blind or someone to have, to, to be covered with boils. It's a terrible thing. When we say, we're not going to say about God, God, why did you make this? How could it be God? I have a tine on you, God. What you say is, God is the dying Okay? Dying her MS. 
not mess. <laughs> Dying and emet. Next. Anybody use that today? I, I, I don't think so, right? But maybe back then? Nobody said that today. Both Dying and if somebody is a handicap or whatever. That's a, good, that's a good question. Why don't we make uh, this broken? It sounds like a, almost like an, it would be like an insult almost. Meaning today, society maybe. That's a good question, why we don't make this bracha today. Um, and you're right, it's not a Puduket correct bracha. Um, Are you going to like the Gemara coming up? You see beautiful trees, beautiful people. Omer, Thank God we made such a beautiful world. He saw, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe. He saw Raquel Welch. I don't know. He saw, think about someone that was beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody you could say was beautiful. <laughs> okay. He made a bracha. Okay, number of They said, what? Didn't B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan lo sichonem? There's a law of the Torah. When you see a goy, don't say something positive about them. Don't don't compliment them. Omar says, Ma Omar. Omar. He didn't say wow. He didn't say Afskata. Afskata, the Mephorshim say. He didn't say, oh, believe I know God should protect them. Oh, I, he, they're my favorite. Oh, I was so proud. I saw them. That's not what he said. He said, "Shekach bara brios knows balamo. Shekin afil ra no afil ra gamol no sus no chamor no Omar barak shabar brios knows balamo." In other words, she was like Marilyn was just like a beautiful horse, a beautiful, uh, 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 amazing physical specimen of what God can do to show beautiful things in the world. It's not like he want he anything particular about her. He didn't say afskata. He didn't say he wanted to connect her and he wanted to protect her. He didn't become part of the Marilyn Monroe fan club. All it was, was he says, yeah. <laughs> but now the Gemara asks what all you are thinking. So the Gemara says, Zu darko banoshim. Would Gamliel check her out and make such a bracha? So you have to say, Lederech akmumiso hoiso. Kagon akein puspados vibibashalei b'teivoso. Puspados was like a corner that people knew about in Tveria, the Mepharshim say. It was very famous that people sometimes would go in one direction, the other go in the other direction, they wouldn't see each other. So that's what happened. So what happened was, Rogamil was walking around, Marilyn is on the other side, she turns the corner, Rogamil bumps into her, I don't know if he touches her, but he, he doesn't have his eyes down. He looks, he says, oh, that's a beautiful woman. So, but he wasn't trying to be mistakal on her. So therefore, it was shaloi b'toivoso. He didn't expect it to happen. But once he sees it, he makes the bracha. All right? Okay, I knew you guys would like that. Going on. Korah <laughs> gever. If you hear the rooster, it's too bad. I know Tzion's here today. But Korah gever, if you hear the rooster, Tzion had roosters in his backyard. Omar barachochem arozim. Wow. You created animals that have an ability to know that that the sun is coming up. What else do you say? Who put in the kidneys wisdom? And then it says, So you see, that's God. So when you hear a rooster crowing, that's a sign of the wisdom God puts into the world. In the Arab world, 
Kairin the Imra Yuvla. They call sheep Yuvla. Vahoyabim Shaykh Pikarin Ayovel. That's what the Pasuk says. Vahoyabim Shaykh Pikarin Ayovel. In other words, when you would hear the shofar blow, the Karen of a Yovel, a Yovel is a sheep. But Africa, in Africa, Kairin Lenida Galmuda. In Africa, when they speak about a menstruating waiting woman, they call her Galmuda. As the Pasuk says, Vanisha Kulove Galmuda. So you see, this is a word that's in African, and it's in the Torah as well. The Torah has other words in it. The Torah has words from all different languages. Beromi, Tzavchin Latarnagolin, Sechvi. In Rome, in, in, in Italian language or whatever, in the Latin language, I don't know if the Roman language, they call the rooster Sechvi. And that's what the Pasuk in Eos says, Minas no Sechvi Bina. Now, you see a lot of Jews together. You're not going to see that many with the coronavirus all together now. But like we saw, it's incredible. Like just a couple of weeks before the coronavirus, they had 100,000 in MetLife. They had 25,000 in Newark. I think not in Borough Park, they still have them. It depends where you go, Rabbi. No, they've closed down Borough Park, too. No, they had weddings after that. They had, uh, whatever. Okay, let's. But let's you're not going to see a lot of Udi, You're not going to see a huge amount of people. You see a huge amount of Jews. You make a bracha. Hopefully, we'll see that again. You make baruch Page two. Amen. Kishem We could say this about everybody here on this call. Everybody looks different, and their ideas are different. That's why we say because we're all different. God made us all different. You have two Jews, three opinions. That's a bracha. Benzoma uh, Moshe and, and Avrami and the ones that have been doing dafyomi with me. This sounds going to sound very familiar. Think about what Adam had to go through before he could eat a piece of bread. These are all the avodas you need to get bread. You need to you need to plow. You need to plant. You need to weed. You need to hoe. You need to harvest. You need to bind into a bundle. You need to take it to dosh. You need to take it and threshing it. You need zar. You need to winnow it. Bira. You need to take out the little pieces of dirt and clumps over there. Talk on. You need to grind it. Then once again, you you separate from the flour till you make the bread. Lush. You put the water in. Kitef. You put the oil and other gishmaka stuff on the challah. Udi, you know all this. And then you bake it. So that's what Adam Arisha needed to do, all that stuff, before he could have a geshmak, a piece of challah. He had to be gozaz. He had to cut it from the sheep. He had to, he had to make it all white. and right? He needed to comb it out. To dye it. Tava to, to to connect these strings all together, orag to weave it, kibes then to wash it again, bitafar and then once again to make it the right size to have the nice sweater. And then he was able to put it on. I wake up in the morning as long as I can get to the mall, I can get myself a, or I can go to uh, I, I can go to uh, Goodwill, whatever it is, I can go and find some nice begotim. You know what a bad guest says? 
he says, you know what, I got invited, but boy, I, they were cheap in terms of what they gave. You know, the guy invited me, and I slept all the way to his house for the Purim Suda, or whatever it was, and what did I get there? One piece. I got, I took one cup. That wasn't much of an invite. The Ashkenazi house, Rabbi, was Ashkenazi house or Safari house? We're talking about the complaints, Udi, of people. <laughs> people complain many times. They go to places and you can hear them complaining they didn't get what they wanted. The Kol it wasn't my house. Anyone who's eaten by me knows. And then you'll say, oh, you know what? He, anyway, I was just an afterthought. He, anyway, he had a big family, so he invited me in. That's a bad guest. A good guest takes the same situation and says, you know what? He says, you know what? You didn't have to give me anything. And there was plenty of wine. There was a lot of pieces. Now, I only took one. Uh, but you know what? He made a lot. And, and, and you, you look at it in the big picture. And you know what? He, even though you knew he had his family there, but in your brain, you, you're makir tov to him, and you say, the Pasuk says in Eov, Zachor ki tasgi po'alo, his po'uvos are many. Asher shoro anashim, everyone can see them, and that's the way you have to praise the Balabayas. And that's a good attitude towards the creation itself. We are all orachim. That's what, the two things are exactly the same idea. We're all orachim in this world. And we have to be like Benzoma says. We didn't get everything, but you know, look how great it is. Look how better off we are than people in different periods. It's it's difficult right now, but believe me, it's a lot easier. Okay, there's a shortage. Okay, so I couldn't get all the toilet paper I wanted, but I got, I can use napkins instead. All right, good. Kamatarach, it's still Baruch Hashem. We have to be makertov. I will stop here with the uh, with the Yershalmi. Keep this for tomorrow. I, I might resend these pages. And now we'll start with the Alright, So the Gemara is Daf Yud Aleph in Shabbat. Daf Yud Aleph in Shabbat. Okay. And we're going to start um, where we left off yesterday. Chama Bar Guria, uh, Rabbi Bar Machasia was the one who um, was telling us statements from Chama Bar Guria in the name of Rav. So we're collecting them all here on this page. And they all have a little bit of a theme that they're somewhere similar, but many times that was the, that's what the Gemara does. You know, the Gemara had a reason to quote him. Yud Aleph Amid Aleph. Okay. Okay, I'm going to tell you where it is from the top of the page. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. The twentieth line, there's the two dots. We ended with Isha Ro'a. So here we go, everybody. Okay. Okay, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine people today, Baruch Hashem. 
So here we go. Oh, I did that already. If all the oceans would be ink, and the reeds could be turned into pens, and you could use the heavens to be the uh, the curtains to which you draw on. The and take every human being and have them write. Take the whole planet and have them busy writing. Ein a rishus is a country. The halal is everything that goes on in a country. We have a country that has borders, border patrols to get in. We also have highways and 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 and. and uh, highway patrolmen. We also have uh, toll takers. We also have, uh, you know, tax collectors. We also have military. We also have government offices. We have hospitals. We have hospitals that are under the government. Think about what it means to have senators, mayors, aldermen. The rishos is gigantic. You couldn't believe how a country happens. Take says Rashi, Let's say you talk about a king who's running a big country. He has to have the masa kotsuv, vakama milchomos, vakama mishpatim. In one day, it's incredible what a government can do. It could it could issue orders to the Fed. It could close off certain things. Right? Think about what's happening now. So Rashi seems to be talking about like a, a, a one-man ba- a one-man show where a melech has to appoint various officers. The Meiri says we should take this Gemara and and use it, take it to heart about how we can't understand a government. Many times where we're looking about the government stinks, the government's terrible. We don't know all the issues and questions that a government has. That's what, and therefore we should don the government. The Meiri says that. Unless you know for sure they are they're corrupt and terrible and they want to destroy us, you have to assume even though you know some red tape, uh, you know you're not able to get through. Uh, the phone's always busy. Uh, your Obamacare went up, whatever it was. But for a government to run, especially three, we have in America 350 or 360 million people, imagine what it is to keep America running for a day. That's what you can't. You it'd be impossible to describe it. And that's what the Pasuk says, Micro, Umrah Misharshia, Shamayim Rum, the Eretz Laomek, the Lev Malachemain Chaker. There's no way to figure it's, it's It's such a big idea to, to comprehend. It's almost only God Himself can understand how human governments work. I think it's an important lesson for us now. Again, I'm not saying we shouldn't be critical and push for things, but we need to realize we're seeing things only from our perspective. Next, Now, if a person has a bad dream, especially now, Rabbi Yashiv explains, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, that today people can have dreams about the strangest things because they watch TV, they read crazy books, uh, they hear things, they, they see images. In the time of Chazal, the time of the Mishnah, if a person had a very strange dream, it could be a portent of something terrible that was going to happen. And the person would wake up. He says, this dream is terrible. Uh, it's bothering me. What's the message? What does God want? 
So Rob said you should fast that day. If you fast that day, that will eliminate the negative stuff in the dream, just like fire can eliminate the little strips of plaques, Eishwana'oris. Na'oris are the strips of, 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 of material that come off of the plaques bush that get burnt in a second by fire. That's as effective a fast is to, for someone who had a bad dream. Um, Rav Chista, Ubo Bayom. Rav Chista said, you got to fast on that day, the day you have the dream. Um, Rabbi Yosef, Apil B'Shabbos. Even if you wake up Friday, Friday night, Shabbos morning, you should fast that Shabbos. Rabbi Shua Berei, the Rav Idei Ikla Be Ravashi. He came to the Godel Ador Ravashi. Abdulay Igla Tilta. He made him a Igla Tilta. An Igla Tilta, there's two Pshatim. One shot is it's a it's a it's a little calf that's only a third of its uh, uh, of its maturity, which means it's very tender. Others say it's the third baby that's born because the first two they're always a little bit tough, but by the middle child, the 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 animal is able to produce the most tender succulent animal to eat. So that's what they made special for this special guest, Rabbi Shubrader Avide. Omrule Litomar Mide. So they said, come on, we made you the best meal. Taste some of it. Amrulay, Amrulahu, but Tainus Yosifna. I'm 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 fasting. Amrulay was Sovrawe Mahara Ud Ravuda, the Amar Ravuda, Lova Adam Tainisa Uparea. Ravuda taught us that a person is able if he, he to to accept a fast upon himself, but then when a situation arises like a Sudas Mitzvah or something else, he can switch and say, okay, I'm going to eat today and fast a different day. I'll borrow against it. Morris says, that's only true. That is true. He says, oh, my way, tainus chalomu. That would be, a, 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 let's say, a tainus for something else. But a tainus chalom, I can't push it off. It's got to be right on the heels of the dream. That's when you have to fast. And that's why, he, even though he was a, a special guest, and they made him special food, he said, listen, uh, I've got to be in this fast. You have to understand why. The Mishnah said, next, the Mishnah said that when you start one of these activities, and this is why we were talking about this, going to Din, uh, going to the barber, going to the tannery, that you shouldn't start it before you dive in Mincha, but if you do, we don't stop you. We let you finish the activity, and then you daven mincha. Then the Mishnah said that for Kriya Shema, however, you need to say Kriya Shema, That if the activity is extending into the time for Mariv, you should say Kriya Shema Shalarvis. Okay. Then it said, the end of the Mishnah said, but for Tefillah, you don't have to be Mavsik. The Mishnah repeated itself. The Mishnah said the same idea twice. Whenever that happens in a Mishnah, it's a question. So let's see what the Gemara does with it. The Gemara says, Resha, you already said it once. Ain Mafsikan. You said that once you start, you don't have to stop for davening. So the Gemara says, you're right. There's another case that's implied here. Everything in the Mishnah was a business uh, um, uh, going into the uh, barber, going into the uh, merchats, going into the tannery. There's another case the Mishnah was hinting at. What's that? Seifa Osun for what? With Divrei Torah. For people that are starting to learn and they're involved in a sugya. They don't have to stop for Mincha either. Because hopefully there'll be time to daven later, or maybe even not. The Tanya, 
Chaveirim she yoskin b'Torah, mafsikin l'kriyashmeim, mafsikin l'tvila. The Bryce says, and that would be what our mission is saying: that ain't mafsikin l'tvila. Kriyashma yes, because it's a mitzvah in Torah, but tvila is only the rabbanon, because you can be makayim tvila with just a couple of statements to do the whole shmon esrei is only the rabbanon. If you're in the middle of learning, you keep on learning till you're finished learning. Amar Rabbi Yechonon, loishanu el kegonim shemim and yachai b'chaveirav. Who does the mission and the Bryce are talking about? Someone like Rashbi. They were experts at Torah. Torah was everything to them. They were great at it, and they were always doing it. Anumnus. That's what they did. They were great at it, and they were always doing it. We anyway are mavata. We anyway aren't so great at it. So, since we don't always learn as much as we should anyway, mafsikin l'kriyashma'en l'tvila. Now the Gemara says, Rabbi, Yes. Rabbi, notice it's Rabbi Yochanan who is saying that Torah son is not Amunah son. That's right. So it's not some Jewish Mo saying it. That's right. So that's right. Rabbi Yochanan is saying, and he was the God of Ador. He was the Rosh Hashiv himself. So nobody's going to say he's bigger than Rabbi Yochanan. So, and yeah, you're right, Avrami. He had a political reason for saying it. Go Nonu. Still, let's take a look at what the Gemara says. Um... The Gemara says, "Vayvatanya kishem shein mafsikin l'tefila kachin mafsikin l'kriyashma." But another Bryce says, "You're not mafsik for anything." Again, so what's the question? The problem is, without Rabbi Yochanan, you would say, "All right, maybe a tamachacham doesn't even have to be mafsik for kriyashma." But Rabbi Yochanan said that that Bryce is talking about the highest tamachacham, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. So there's no one left. If you don't know Rabbi Yechon, you could say a regular chaber, okay, he says kriyashma. But then you have a big talmachacham, he doesn't have to say kriyashma, because kriyashma is, is, is sort of Torah itself. Kriyashma is really a part of Torah. When we do kriyashma, it's 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 kriyashma is really a kiyam and limit Torah, the Gemara Menachah says anyway. So if a person, you could understand, a person's a great Talmachacham, he doesn't have to do kriyashma. But according to Rabbi Yochan, and even the greatest Talmachacham you could think of, Shimon Bar Yochai, had to do kriyashma. So who's this Bryce talking about when it says you don't have to even stop for kriyashma? What sort of Talmachacham could this be? This is talking about not a Talmud Chacham. It's about Torah, but it's about the group that's meeting together upstairs by the, by the, by the Sanhedrin, deciding whether to add another month or not, or deciding, right, that's the Ibrashana people. The people coming in with the weather reports, and they're deciding, are we adding an extra month? Are we making another Adar? What's going on? I remember when we were doing it. I remember I was once called in and we had the Adim and the people and the farmers and we had the decision. That was a big Torah thing that we had to do. That was Tzarche Atzibur. So therefore, nothing, we don't want to hear anything. It's like you're saving lives. So the Lechem Mishn explains because it's not just I'm working for the Tzibur. I'm deciding how all the months are going to be, how the Yom Tovim are going to be, how people are going to keep a Pesach. It's almost like it's essential what you're doing, not only for this generation, but for the other generations to come. So therefore, what you're doing cancels even Kriyachma. Next Mishnah. This Mishnah starts off very easy, but the Gemara about it turns out to be a little bit difficult. So, 
we have here about 30 minutes to go. I see caller number two has left, but we'll see. So we have about 28 minutes to go. Let's take a look. We said we're going to go until 9 o'clock. Let's go. A tailor, even though there's a half hour to Shkia, it's not yet Tzaysa Kalchavim. It's Samach L'chashecha, though. He should not be going out with his needle. Why? Because he might, if we let him go out 30 minutes before, he might not realize that once the sun goes down or once the three stars come up, that's, then it's already Chilu Shabbat. So we tell this guy, you need to stop walking outside with your chayat, with your machat, even when it's samuch, a half hour, no walking outside. The other guy can take his garbage out, but you shouldn't be going out with your machat. And a lavlar would be walking out with his kulmas. Who knows? Somebody needs to have a Sefer Torah written. Someone needs a document right before Shabbos. If it's 30 minutes before, no, no, you cannot be going out with it. A special Takona de Rabbonin. And now another Takona de Rabbonin. Lo Yipales Keilav. Now this is not an Arab Shabbos. On Shabbos itself. And we're going to be, Avrami, I know you're going to enjoy this because we're going to be talking about the idea of lice. And spontaneous generation. That's coming up in a couple of minutes. But forget about mm-hmm. where lice, forget about where lice come from. People had lice all the time. And therefore they needed constantly to clean their begotten from lice. Otherwise the lice would swarm and get into them. So lo yifale es kalov. You shouldn't be cleaning off your uh, kalim from lice on Shabbos, and you shouldn't be reading Now the Gemara is going to say it's going on both. You need to see the light, the Oranair, to be able to check out, is that a louse there? And to pick the louse off. And if you want to read something, why? Because the activity you're involved in takes intensity. To read, you got to see every word of the Rashi. You want to look at and see that you're getting the words correctly. Therefore, you don't believe you're getting enough light without realizing it. Even if you're learning Torah, you don't realize that you're going to start uh, uh, moving the, the lamp and this way causing the lamp to burn stronger than it had been. The lamp already has oil. It has oil and wicks in it. But by you shifting it, what you're going to do is cause it to burn stronger because you want the light to be stronger. And that's an Isser of Havara on Shabbos. And the same thing might be true about finding the little ice. You can't see them properly, so you want to build up the fire. And the way you do that is you sort of, you sort of bend the, 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 the lamp, and that causes Havara. You can't do any of that because we're afraid you're going to want to do too good of a job. So you cannot approach, you, you cannot approach and come very close to the lamp with your reading material on Friday night, and you cannot come with your, your sweater or your shirt that's full of lice and ask your wife to pick them off right near the light either because we're afraid that you are going to be Machal Shabbos. Next. The Chazan, he's the teacher, 
And the school in those days even was on Shabbos. The children needed to know how to read, not just uh, during the week, but on Shabbos as well. So the Chazan would see what they were doing. So even though the children, would, we weren't worried about them altering the, the lamp, because <laughs> they don't care that much. But the Chazan, who's overlooking them, can see what they're doing, but he shouldn't start reading together with them, because he might also forget. Kiyotzebo. Similarly, Loyocho Hazov and Mazova. This has nothing to do with Shabbos at all. Azov and Azova are usher to have relations. Once a woman is Azova, she's like Anida. So even if her husband's not Azov, but here we're saying even Azov, where he is in no mood to have sexual relations. He himself is having problems with his plumbing down there with terrible stuff leaking out, and she's having bleeding. You might think, they don't care. Let them eat together. There's no way they're going to start hugging and kissing. No. Even they need to do a harchaka of the harchakas of nida when they eat. Well, yochal azov v'azova. Why? Right? Because that's what happens. They're used to doing it. And therefore, um, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they're used to doing the avera. <laughs> what it means is they're used to having sex, and therefore the Avera might happen, because it's an Avera right now between them. Says the Gemara, The Mishnah in Erevin says, another Takana de Rabbonin. Normally, uh, if a person, uh, his, as we learned in our Mishnah, uh, in the first Mishnah in Shabbos, a person is where his body is, right? Where a person's body is, that's where the person is. Um, he sticks his hand out into Rishus uh, his hand is not, he's still in Rishus HaYochid. Now, let's say a person is standing in Rishus HaYochid and he puts his mouth out, out of the window to catch the beautiful rainwater that's coming down from the clouds. Or somebody is pouring water uh, and giving to people. But you have to stick your head out the window. Or the opposite. Let's say you have a, a poor guy in Rishus Harabim, and you want to you want him to stick his head in the window, and you'll give him water in his mouth. Don't do that. Why? Because he might decide to take the water and bring it outside. It says Din Darachatzarchaka But let's say the the Oni outside sticks his whole body in. He still has his feet dangling out the window. But the rest of his body is inside, inserted into the window drinking. That's okay. That's mutter. Because he's already doing it in such a strange way, we don't expect him to do Hoytzah. V'chein, Amid Beis of today. V'chein, Begas. The same thing is true when it comes to a wine press. Okay. Now, what does that mean? Kamara says, hmm, a wine press. What it means is a wine press is a Rishusayochid, and if I want to drink from the wine, right, and I'm standing in Rishusarabim, and the press is in Rishusarabim, but it's big enough to be its own Rishusayochid, the only way I can drink from it is if I put my whole body over it. But I can't just put my head there because I might carry the wine into Rishusarabim with me. That seems to be the simple shot in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, would we make such a takana on a karmelis? Meaning, 
remember what I told you before, the guy sticking his head in the window? How about if the street that we're talking about is not a street like Hong Kong, that it's a Rishus Harabim. It's a street like Elizabeth, that it's a Carmelis. And the window, inside the window is Rishus HaYochid. Do we also say that there's a Din Darabonon, that you cannot stick your head in the window and drink because you might bring it out? Bringing it out is only a Isr Darabonon, of going from a Rishus HaYochid to a Carmelis. And you're not doing that anyway. Your body, your head is in Rishos HaYochid anyway. But does the Din Darabonon apply that we're worried you might actually take a cup of water and bring it out, apply to a Carmelis as well? So, Amar Abaya, he, he, it's the same thing. Rav Amar, no, no. He, Gufig Zeyra. Even, even taking from a Carmelis to a, uh, or taking from a Rishos HaYochid to a Carmelis is only a Gzeyra de Rabbonon, va'anu nekam and igzer gzeyra v'gzeyra, and we're going to put a Gzeyra on top of that, that you cannot stick your head in because we're afraid? That's too much. Amar Abaya, Abaya said, you know, I mean, I'll prove it. I'll prove it to you that the same din is with a Carmelis. It says, v'chein begas, my gas. Why did it have to say a case of a wine press sitting in Rishus Arabin. E Rishus HaYochid, if that wine press is 10 by 4, and it's big enough to be called the Rishus HaYochid, then that's the first part of the Mishnah, uh, in, in Erevin, that's the first part of the Mishnah, Tanina, it already says that. E Rishus HaRabim, Tanina. And if the gas is a Rishus HaRabim, um, and you're in the Rishus HaYochid, that would also be Yosser. Elulav, it must be by saying Bechein Bagas. When the Mishnah in Erevin is saying Bechein Bagas, it's telling you that's the case of Carmelis. And even though normally you don't make Zeru Lixerus, here you do. Uh, normally we don't go Sarmachmir. When it comes to Hitzah, when it comes to treating a Carmelis like a Rishus Arabim, we do it. Because we don't want people being Mako. So normally you're right, we don't, we're not so Machmir, but here we, we are Machmir. That would be a bias proof. That's a good proof against Rava. Rava Omar, Bechain Bagas is Linyan Meiser. The Gas is not about it's not about Shabbos. It's a different halacha altogether. It's halachas of Meiser. What's the din of Meiser? The din of Meiser is that once uh, give me fifteen twenty seconds to explain. We know that once Tavua that's grown in Eretz Yisrael grows to a certain amount and gets cut, harvested, and processed, it's now Usser to eat from it, it's called tevel. But it has to be completely finished, and you have to actually have brought it into your grain, into your silo. You have to have harvested, finished it. Now, at this point, it's usher to even taste from it. Now, if you do not do all those processes, it's not considered real tevel, and it's only usher midrabonon to eat from it. But the snack from it is mutter. Achilas aroi is mutter if it's not a complete gemar melocha. Now, when it comes to wine that's in a gas, what is the finished process of wine? Not the harvesting of the grapes, not the bringing the grapes to the press, not even the sitting there for however many days. Even the crushing of the of the of the grapes is not the finished. It's got to be crushed, and then it falls into a pit, and it sits there for a couple of days fermenting. That's when it's considered wine that's complete. Maybe you have to put it in a barrel even. I don't know. But clearly, when it's in the gas still, it's still inside the press, 
then it's 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 a peri that has not yet had a gemar malacha. Aha. So what are you allowed to do? You're allowed to take a little drink. You're allowed to snack because it's not yet nigmar malachta. It's a dindarabonon. However, what did we say by gas? What we said by gas was that the same din applies, that the only way we let you snack from it is if you put your whole body over it. And that's when you drink from it. But if you already take the cup and you bring it to you, or you actually, uh, you don't put your whole body there, then we say, uh uh-oh, we're worried that you might uh, decide to drink from it ba'ofen keva, and therefore we put that same din on to you. So that's the way Rav is going to work. It's not about, uh, right. So that's the case of, Rashi explains it right here, right over there. Rashi says, once you take it, and you don't have your body there, but you just put your head there, that's already Tebel Daraisa. Once you take it away. That's why the Rabbanans say, by a gas, the only way you're allowed to drink it is if you put most of your body there. If you, if you if you lift it from the gas back to where you are, that's already considered tevel. And you're not allowed, that's already open keva, it's already nigmar malachto, because you don't want to bring it back, and therefore it might even be osir midaraisa at that point. That's the way Rav is going to learn pshat in the mission of Erevin. And now the Gemara is going to prove Rav is right. When it comes to the gas, the Mishnah says, you can drink from the gas, even though uh, even it's not considered tevel, even if you're putting hot water into the concentrated uh, uh, grapes. Now, all, all these concentrated grapes need water to make it drinkable. But hot water specifically is the type of thing you're not going to pour back because it's going to ruin the stuff. So that's what uh, the Mishnah says. Let's read it inside. If you're on top of the gas itself, you can drink. Whether you've mixed it with hot or cold water, we stay, it's considered not kavua. Butter. Rav Tzedek says no. Once you do that, once you put in the, once you actually uh, put the water in it, then it's considered tevel. Chachamim amrim in the middle. Alachamim, when it comes to hot water, you're not going to pour back. Chayev. Alatzonein potter. Once it's hot water, it's considered kavua. But that's what our mission, that's what the mission Ervin was talking about. If it's cold water, if you don't like the way it drinks, you'll you'll pour it back. So it'll little be liquidy. But hot water, you won't put back. So that's the Machlokas Abaya and Rova about our Mishnah. And we see how each of them deal with the source of Chenagas. You have to know what's going on in Gemara. So let me explain it again. Abaya proves from the Mishnah and Erevin that even when it comes to uh, Isurei Shabbos, like Carmelis, we make Gzeru Gzeru. Rava says no. Okay. Rava says it's only one Gzeru, you don't make a second one. So now we bring in our Mishnah. Let's see what the Mishnah says. Tanan, 
There's a din to Rabbanon 30 minutes before Shkia. The tayor cannot go out with the uh, the needle. Shema Yishach Because maybe he'll go out 30 minutes later when it's already Shabbos. My love, the Tchuvah Where does a tayor normally, when we're talking about going out with a needle? So I need to explain, it takes 15 seconds to explain. The tailor, the reason why the tailor is, is, is going out and the, uh, the lavlar, the sofer is going out is because they want to promote their, their job. The way they promoted their job was the tailor would have a nice, huge, uh, needle, obviously in his, in his shirt, in, in, in his jacket and walk around like this. Anybody who sees this knows that's a tailor. So after Shabbos, he's the guy to go to. You advertise till the last minute. <laughs> Even on Arab Shabbos, 30 minutes before Shkia, you might be going out there advertising. That's what the Gemara thinks is going on. And saying, no, stop your advertising. Why? Because we're afraid what's going to happen. We're afraid you're going to walk out on Shabbos with that advertisement. What's the advertisement? The, the big needle stuck into your, into your shirt or stuck into your jacket. So if that's true, this is going to be a bias proof. Let's read the words inside. Mar says, um, And if it's Tchuvalei B'Bigdoi, what do you see? It's anyway going to be only in Isra Darabon if it happens on Shabbos. Because that's not the normal way you carry a needle. You carry a needle in your hand. Still, we were we don't want the tailor to do his Erev Shabbos shtick because he might do that shtick on Shabbos. But even on Shabbos, it's only the Rabbonan. So you see, you make an Isser the Rabbonan for something which is only an Isser the Rabbonan. Because even if he go from Rishos HaYochet to Rishos HaRabim Daraisa, but he would have the needle stuck into his shirt, that would only be Hotzah Kilacharyad. That's not a proper way of taking an item out. And yet you stopped him 30 minutes before. That sounds like we're being machmir. So Abaya has a proof to his way of looking at things. Tamar says, Lo. The Isser is not about advertising. The Isser is about the Torah walking around with it. Maybe he wants to go to somebody's house to help somebody. No. That's what we were worried about. Toshma. What about a Brysa? It says, Lo <laughs> There's a brisa that seems to be what our mission is. The brisa probably, again, the, the assumption of the Gemara is that when we have brisas, they usually align with the Mishnah. So the, here's the brisa that says, where does the tailor have it? The tailor has it stuck in his jacket. My law bear of Shabbos, isn't this just like our Mishnah? Low. Kitanya, Bryce is talking about Shabbos. That's a separate did about walking outside on Shabbos, with the stuff in his baggage. But Tan, here's another brisa. Lo yaitza chayet b'mechto hatchuva b'bigdo b'erev Shabbos im chashecha. That says clearly. That's no, you can't get out of that. That says clearly, just like our Mishnah, it's a chayet. It also talks about a needle, but it mentions where it is that it's in his jacket. It's stuck within his jacket. It's not holding in his hand. So you still see that im chashecha. Once it starts to get dark, you make an iser derabanan. Or says, okay, on this price, uh, I'll tell you what that's talking about. Hamani Rabbi Yehudahi, Yomar, Umin, Derech Umnose Chayev. Rabbi Yehudah has a special shita. Rabbi Yehudah says that everybody's different in their own way. If I would walk around, 
even though I know how to sew, but it's not the normal way I do it. I'm not a, 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 a tailor. So if I would walk around with the, into my jacket, that's, that's only an Isra de Rabbanan. But an Uman, since his normal way of walking around in the street is to advertise who he's, what he's about, this becomes a derechot for him. For a guy who's not a professional tailor, it isn't. But for a tailor, since this is his normal way, he does it very often. He advertises himself. 50% of what he does is advertising. So therefore, keeping the, be- keeping the needle in his chest through his jacket is the way he carries, the way he wants this object in Rishul Sarabim for people to see it. So for that person, it's an Isr Daraisa. And therefore, the Rabbanan make a harchaka only on him a half hour before, because we're trying to protect him from an Isr Daraisa. This is what Rava is going to say. And it could be that's what our mission holds too. The Tanya, lo nagar Sometimes the, 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 um, the carpenter would have a, uh, a ruler in his ear. And a comer would have like a needle in his ear. The guardi is the weaver. He has this little pellet that they use to put into the, to the, the, the shuttlecock that they throw back and forth. So that pellet, all these things are the simon muvak of the professions that they have. Lotzaba bedugma shebet savoro. A tzavo is a is a person who dies, d y e, person who does dying. So he has around his neck beautiful examples of wool that he has dyed. Now, for for you, you would say, "Oh, that's your that's a handkerchief." Not for him. For you, you might say it's a fashion statement. For the person who works in that parnasa, the way he has parnasa is by going around and putting these pieces of material on his neck so everybody can see it. That's called a hitzah for him. And therefore, he'd be chayev on Shabbos for doing it. According to Rabbi Yehuda. Lo shulchani shebediner shebaozno. And a shulchani walks around, a guy who's a money changer, walks around with an obvious coin sticking in his ear. Okay. Now, he shouldn't do that on Shabbos. What's the din? Potter, Abu Osir, Diver Rav Meir, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Umin Derech Umnosel Chayev, Beshar Kolodam Potter. So that's why our Mishnah we're saying is going like Rav Yehuda, or our Bryce is going like Rav Yehuda. But I would assume that's what we're answering the Bryce. So that's what Rav will say is going like Rav Yehuda. Okay, now it gets hard. Tani the one Bryce says, Lo Yetsi Hazov Bikiso, Vim Yotsa Potter Abu Osir. Okay, so we talked about what a Zav was. I mentioned before when we did the Mishnah, a Zav is someone that's having uh, a difficult, um, it's not semen exactly, it's like sickly semen that's dripping out of him. Now the din of a Zav is that a Zav, if it happens three times, the Zav has to bring a carbon. If it happens two times... The Zov has to bring a carbon, has to bring a couple of carbonos. If the, if the Zov, and he's Tame for seven days. If the Zov, if, 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 the, if it happens twice, um, then the Zov is Tame seven days, but he doesn't bring the carbonos. Okay. 
the Zav needs to know, as we're going to see, what's going on down there. So the Zavs would have fitted like a jock strap, but not a jock strap. I don't know what you would call it, uh, a shaft strap. So it wasn't so much to keep their baitsim protected. It was to make sure that there would be a, a, a something that would f- catch any drop that's coming up out of the head of their penis. That was the idea of, and they would, it would, it would, with a string, it would be wrapped around their penis. That's what it was. So it was like a little cup that went on the head of their aver, and this is the way they walked around uh, during the week. So the Brisa says on Shabbat, lo yetze azov bikiso. The zov should not walk out on Shabbos with this. Bim yetze, maybe does walk out potter, avalaser. The Tanya idach, but another Brisa says. Hmm. So let's think about it. What's going on? So Amr of Yosef Lekasha. Ha Rav Meir, ha Rav Yehuda. Didn't we just say? According to Rav Meir, according to Rav Meir, we even though we know there are tailors and 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 and, and uh, uh, carpenters and other people that have this interesting way of taking things out on their head and on their body. That doesn't make it a different way of Hitzah than anyone else. We know that if somebody wants a kiss, somebody wants a little something to catch stuff, they don't wrap it around their penis. So that would be, a, for a normal person, that would be Shalok Kederach. So that's why the first Brisa is going like Rav Meir. The second Brisa that says Yechai of Chattis, the same way Rabbi Yehuda says, that if a tailor walks around with the needle stuck into his shirt, he's Chai of Misa, Chai of Achatis, if he does it by accident, a Zov, this is what Zovim do. Zovim, normal people don't wrap the stuff around. But for a Zov, this is what he wants. He puts the kiss around the Aver. That's why the Zov is Chai of Achatis, because we all think Rabbi Yehuda. So, um, that's what Rabbi Yosef said. Amalei Abaya, so Abai has said to his Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, one second, Rebbe. Rav Meir is talking about something that <laughs> for anybody who's not a, uh, a tailor, anybody who's not a, a, a carpenter, this would be weird city. So Rav Meir says, if even if the tailor and the carpenter, the tailor and carpenter do it, because everybody else, it's it's considered weird, they're potter. But over here, every zav does it. But we know that every zav, this is what every zav does. Every zav does this. Now, there's a reason why a zav would do it. There's two reasons. One reason is the zav wants to make sure he catches to find out. He can check it later to see if he's become... Uh, he has to bring a carbon or not. And he has to know. Even after he becomes a Zav Gedola, he also needs to count Shiv and Akiyim. He needs to have seven clean days that nothing comes out of there. So therefore, he needs to, he, he wraps his penis up to make sure that nothing has dripped out that could cancel his Shiv and Akiyim. Can, can I ask a question? Is it yes. different back then, the Zav, that today? Because today, Zav, I mean, it's a sexually transmitted disease. What are they referring to Gemara? I don't understand. We just so get it I, just like that? Or? I would say That's it is. A, I would say he has a venereal disease, yes. There's something wrong so with how, him. How can, the guy, how can the guy like that go make a call by not? I mean, is he married? 
Well, where did it go? I mean, what's uh, nobody they don't talk about it, just like that. Okay, okay. You have a sexually transmitted disease and that's it. You put a cup on it and you go make carbonate. I don't care. Wait, hold on. You put the cup on it to make sure you know whether you have to bring carbonate and when you bring the carbonate. You also put the cup on it to make sure it doesn't ruin your pants. Now, the fact that he has this disease doesn't mean he's he's outside of cholesterol. He's, maybe he he needs to bring a carbon more than anybody else. <laughs> maybe he we okay. want him to bring a carbon, Udi. The fact that he has this problem, you're saying that he's going to infect other people? I don't think that's going to happen. All right. So, but he, but, but the fact it's he anotenet, a regular person who has sex with his wife, even though he's motze zera, he's tame for a day, but he doesn't have to bring any carbonos. But a person who has this type of, of, of sickness, clearly it shows something happened with him, and he has to bring a carbon. But, but he also wants to do halacha correctly, and halacha correctly demands to wear the cup. So, therefore, we're okay. saying anybody who's in this situation is going to wear that cup. So therefore, maybe you should be chayev, even according to Rav Meir. Okay? Okay. If you're not going to say that, if you're going to say, according to Rav Meir, that um, uh, an unprofessional way of doing something, a strange way of doing something, is never considered chayev, what about the fact that we know that if a person, Nebuch, uh, is a uh, amputee. We talked about that in the Yerushalmi today. An amputee, sometimes they would have a, a stump, and the stump would then, of their, of their skin or their foot, uh, of their body, would, would insert itself into a hollow piece of wood, right? That's what they used to do. Now, if you have an expert who knows how to make it, he's going to make the stump, he's going to make the stump fit in very nicely, not the stump, the wood, will fit in very nicely like a glove onto the stump of the person's foot. So that, of course, is a malacha. When you take a piece of wood and you drill it out and make it the size for the amputee's leg, you've done a malacha of binyan on Shabbos. What about a person who is who doesn't do such a good job? Hedyot, shechok kav bebekat. He puts in a cob's worth of volume, and it's too big. But that's the job he does. He doesn't know how to make it the real nice size. Are you going to say he's potter because he does a sloppy job? So it must be that if everybody, this is the way people do it, and Ahedio does it, he's also going to be chayv. The same way we're assuming that if every zav in the world carries this thing on his aver, so he's going to be chayev, even according to Rav Meir. So how does one Bryce say you're chayev, and one Bryce say you're potter for the Zov? El Amar Kasha. Kan bezov bal rios. Kan bezov bal gimurios. It depends where he is. If he's had it twice, and he wants to catch it for the third time, so what he really wants is, the he wants to have the evidence of the uh, of the semen material, because he needs to see it. That's the person that would be chayev. That's the person that would be chayev. Right? of Balgimorios. He's already in the parsha. He wants to catch the thing in the cup because he wants to do bedika on it. And that, but whereas Gimorios, he doesn't need to do bedika. And therefore, it's considered for no reason. 
It's not considered a significant enough reason. And that's for he's putter if that's the way he walks out on Shabbos. One second. Zov Bal Gimel, three lines from the bottom. Nami Mivoyle. For what? Lisphira. He needs to know whether he cancels the seven days. So he also has a reason for it. So that can't be the difference. Both of those things should be Chayav Achatas. Three lines from the bottom. We're talking about, it's already the third day. He's not in the middle of counting seven days. On the third day, when it's already clear, he already saw it, this has nothing to do with keeping it. And therefore, if you walk out on Shabbos with it, you would be potter. Mars says, one second. Maybe the reason he's wearing it even though he, it's not gonna, he doesn't need to see it, but he doesn't want it dripping onto his pants. Amar Abzeira, Haitanu di Omar, Kol Atsule Tinuf Lo Kachoshev. Our this brisa must hold that if the purpose for it is not for its own sake, let me explain it better. If you have something that you're wearing or you're carrying to protect you or something like that, that might be considered Haitzah. But if, if something is on your body and the purpose of it is not to use it, it's just to save you from some schmutz that's happening, that's like a malbush. That's like that. You're not hired for itself for that. So since the purpose of wrapping it around him is that it shouldn't drip on the rest of his body. So because of that, we're saying that's not considered caring on Shabbos. And we have a similar case, the Tanan. Hakofe kara ala so I'm going to explain this, um, and um, you know what? This is a little bit difficult to explain. I think we're going to stop over here today. It's already 9.05. I think uh, we did the daf, but we need to, when we start tomorrow, we're going to have to have a little bit of a review to explain where we were. It's, it's a, it goes against my tendencies. You tell me. Uh, everybody wants to stop now, right? I'm fine. Do you want to keep? Yeah. I think we've. I think, I think it's time to stop. We'll start from this point tomorrow, okay? I think I read. Well, okay. I think, right? I think I'm reading everybody correctly. Okay, we'll Bye. start from this point tomorrow, 7.30, okay? Yeah, I'm going to send to your email to Kadosh family the, the material for tomorrow. You've got the Mishnah Brewer jacket in your house, but, okay? Okay, yes. You have it. Okay. All right. See you tomorrow. Okay, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, Thank you. Robert, you see me all the time because I was looking at my phone for the text. I, I didn't print everything. But did you, you see me all the time when I'm there? Let me like, see. You see Who's me now? I'm like, now. Who do you, who do you, okay. Do you I, see me now? I just see EE. E. I don't see your face. But right. Only now? Now you see me? Okay. Um, huh? I, I don't see you. You need to press the I camera. know that on my app, you have okay. to hit the camera button. Okay. So there's a good chance you haven't hit well, the camera. I see you, though. You see me? Oh, oh, oh look, Jonathan. I see Jonathan. I see Jonathan. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody. Yeah, I, I, okay. 
Here, I could do it too. See, I'm sure you guys can see me now, right? I see Yonatan. And I see you. You have to put active cameras. If you don't, if you don't hit that, if you don't hit that button, you won't be able to see it. Uh, okay. Active cameras. Okay, doesn't matter. All right. Good night. Thank you. All right. Thank all you. Right, all right. All right. We'll see everybody. Thank you. All right. All right. Now we see Bye. you, Woody. <laughs> now we see you. My, uh... All right. No problem. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.